Hello and welcome to another episode of the All About Feeling Good podcast, where I interview vegans from all over the world so they can share their story about why and how they adopted this lifestyle. I am your host, Richard Arsenault, and today's guest is 23-year-old Sergei Hoganson from Ukraine, and he is currently living in Texas. Uh, welcome to the show, Sergey. How are you? Greetings. I'm doing pretty good. Thank you for having me. And definitely grateful to share the vegan message and let the people know it's time for us to live <laughs> the way that we should be living. It is time for sure. I couldn't agree more. So, um, Texas, eh? What, what's uh, keeping you busy? What are you doing up there? And uh, yeah, tell us a little bit. Well, Texas is, is interesting right now, but regardless of um, what's in Texas, we've genuinely just been focused on sharing more and more just herbal blends with people. The sea moss, sea moss has been amazing in our life. Everyone has been, you know, grateful to encounter sea moss from us or from anyone. I think has always been ecstatic to share, unless it was farmed moss, but that's growing in a pool, not in the ocean. And genuinely, we just have been focused on first of all, creating um, this program that we had for the use for Destiny of Happiness. And it's a, actually a, a GoFundMe we created for them because their um, page got shut down and they're actually an orphanage in Uganda. And we basically started supporting and funding them through donations. And thankful to people that we've actually created $300 worth of donations for them, which goes nice. a long way in their currency. Wow. Yeah, it's, been, it's been great. Yeah, I've been grateful for it. Like, not, not exactly Exactly what I thought I would be doing. I was try- we were trying to always find ways to create help, create a GoFundMe like locally. But this opportunity presented itself, and yeah. for them not to have a GoFundMe, not to have any funding, it just it, it left an opportunity for someone just to do it and to be trustworthy because of the last person that, that held that held that space for them and was supposed to carry that job out didn't do it correctly. Mm-hmm. But despite that, you know, like the, the business, the waving movement, and continuously working on ourselves, improving, getting outside as much as we can during this winter because things are obviously getting a little chillier. And like you were saying, just we definitely have to get sunlight and genuinely be out in nature more as we're in boxes everywhere in the stores, in our apartments, in our houses. Right. And it's just, I think that the shift is happening and we all seem like we want to be in nature and genuinely enjoy natural living that, yeah. Technology has to be able to fuse with nature. It can't be excluded from nature. And if we live in an extremely technological world, we see that we're lacking a lot of our needs. Yeah. Oh, for sure. We're we're pretty much, uh, you know, if we're living in a city or anything like that, it's it's pretty much like we're walking amongst the dead in a sense, other than just the other humans that are around i guess but like everything is dead you know all the buildings are made of dead trees and and it's just a lot of like you know when you go out to nature you really notice all the living like every little thing is living on the ground and around you in the air and above your head and it's it's just like there is just so much life and then you go live in the city or that's where you're from you go back home and it's just like like you said like a box inside of just dead stuff (laughs) in the productivity like it's the pace in the city is like that everyone has to be productive and it's like this anxiety and if you're not doing Mm -hmm. something you're not being productive and it's like we just just take life i think more for granted and we have more things pulling for our attention and our focus rather than us really seeing and evaluating what are our needs and what are our wants in life. And speaking of, you know, needs and wants, I think by veganism is really about that. It's like needs and wants. Veganism is about knowing, first of all, what we need is fruits and vegetables. And veganism is about knowing that an animal needs a chance to live and and needs an environment which is not going to try to corporate make them corporate beings or slaves but allow them to live and i think that us seeing that what we need to live in nature and that we can be self-sustainable through plants through vegetables through herbs why would we choose to destroy 
the will of another being, mm-hmm. destroy our environment, destroy our waters, uh, water supply because of all of the slaughterhouses and the manure that they have to figure out something to do with. They're dumping that on all of our resources and everything that we are feeding off of, literally. Right. Yeah, oh, for sure. It's just a huge pollution. But um, it is. Uh, you've been vegan for what, two years now? Yes, sir. I've been vegan for two years, and I was always, I would say, uh, health or fitness conscious. Yeah. I was always conscious of movement, and I definitely saw a big change when I was around 20, 21 years old when my life. I was, see, I played football, and so I was always inspired to work out, and yeah. I was actually very into bodybuilding, and so I was obviously working out hard, and I just saw that I had so much passion, but I had, to, I had this just these moments where I was just like, what is passion if it's destroying myself? What good is this passion if it's not something that is sustaining or it's meaning? And so when I realized that I had was having to become more conscious of the way I move, I said, okay, I have to be conscious of the way I eat, the way I live my life, mm-hmm. the choices I make, the energy which I live by. When I look at veganism, you know, for me at first, it might have been more about health, but when I started making the full connection of what veganism was and the impact of the choice I made, I realized there was no other thing or ideology that I could almost accept besides love itself, <laughs> which com- the compassion of veganism is that, that you take love for being others' will to live. You, take, you love yourself by respecting your temple and what you put into it. And you love this world by knowing that we're not supposed to be have a parasitic relationship with Mother Earth and just draw and pull as much as we can, like we men do. And we're supposed to have a symbiotic relationship that if we plant the seed and we take care of it, we water it, we give it the right soil, and we give it the light, which nature being outside, a plant's going to grow. Look at nature. Being outside, the plant grows. Being inside, these plants don't grow. And it's like the thing is that we really have to see what nature has already shown us what works and what doesn't and living in harmony with those and focusing on what we do have a choice in and realizing the energy application of what that choice has. I think that that makes it easier for us to know what veganism really is. It's not some diet. It's not plant-based. Plant-based is a diet. Yeah. When we look at veganism from my point of view and in my life, when I made that decision, and maybe at first I was more like plant-based after making the decision. Then I, I realized the lifestyle, like, then it was veganism. And when, from when that time that I decided that, I realized what that came with. And I think that's like the fear that people have. Like, yo, <laughs> like, oh, I have to figure out what I have to wear. I have to figure out how to get a belt that's not vegan. I have to figure out, <laughs> like, what if I have a car that's already, like me, I had a car already leather vegan seeds. I had to just accept that that was my karmic walk. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes you just gotta, like, if it's stuff you already own, you know, you just gotta kind of accept it. Some people can't, and they'll get rid of the car, and that's fine. I have 16, I'm gonna be honest with you, I had like 16K. I had like, well, it was like at that time when I first got it, like 20, I have like 15K now left to pay on a car. So if I got rid of it, I would just be screwing myself out of yeah. debt. So literally, it was just one of those things, like, I, I really just had to settle myself, like, I'm comfortable and I'm secure myself knowing what my values and morals, how I live by that. It doesn't phase me with that. Sometimes when people see my vegan stickers in my car and then they see like things, I'm like, I wonder what they think. But I mean, I'm like, that's out of my head. Yeah. <laughs> I know I know how I live my life and what I do and the intention I live by. And just besides those, you know, little moments of like someone, I, I don't have to explain myself to anyone or like, or explain the truth to them, you know? Yeah. And I live, I live it, that's free to it. But like, I could see those, those, those looks, or, you know, I could feel the energy, whether it's within myself or me transmuting the energy. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Like, I, I made a mistake one time. Well, I don't know. I can say it's a mistake. It's just, you know, it was a same type of similar situation. I just had shoes, like these little like hiking boots that I've had for many years and they were made out of like animal skin or whatever. It's like that tan, like looked like, you know, suede or whatever it is. And uh, it was a pair of Timberland boots. And anyway, so I wanted to keep wearing them until there's no life in them. I'm not gonna just gonna get rid of them. They're a good pair of boots and like, you know, I've had them for a long time. And I think we had a protest, like a animal, like a, a fur protest. 
and I went in to hand some paperwork or whatever, some pages, some information to the the manager there. And then one of the girls behind the counter was like, what are your boots made out of? <laughs> and it was like, oh, now I have to explain myself, you know, that just because I'm wearing that doesn't mean I'm not vegan. Like I've, I didn't purchase these after I was aware of it. But like the difference between that, I guess, to some people is like, and that's what matters, bro. It's like veganism is about doing as much as you can to minimize the impact. Right. It's like going to a grocery store. You can't. You can't. I, I don't have a place where I can go to a place to buy produce or fruits without uh, supporting a place that sells meat or dead bodies or GMO food. Mm-hmm. And so that's what I'm saying. Like, if I said that, use that logic of like absolute. It's like, oh. They're doing this no no i can't be vegan because i can't do it 100 percent. it's not about that it's about doing as much as you can and knowing that it's about the same thing with recycling you can't recycle everything but you do your best you know yeah like you you can't it's like you're not gonna it's like i saying okay i'm not gonna take a shower today it's like no it's like you have things that have maintenance that you must do to do to get better to improve your health to keep your hygiene and the same thing with ideologies and thought process. We have to continuously see a change is evident and times are changing. We are realizing that we're not here to just destroy ourselves in YOLO as much as they try to throw that, oh, YOLO, they want to get, forget it. <laughs> you know, it's not even going to affect you. It's not going to affect your kids. It's not going to affect the sons and daughters. You know, you're definitely raising into the generation. It's not going to affect nobody, you know? It's, but it's like, this is what we're creating and we have to be aware of it and the extent in which things are normalized right now. I think it, it is crazy, especially in, in veganism, seeing as something that's extreme when yeah, it's not extreme. Totally. So uh, tell us a little bit about how you adopted a vegan lifestyle and you know, how you got to that point. Well, I was um, actually, I remember I was reconnecting with a speaker, Les Brown. I don't know if you know what Les Brown is. He's a motivational speaker. Guy I've heard of the name. Yeah. I was just looking at, like, just listening to some stuff. Like, I had, to, I had to really think about changes in my life. And I had some friends that were vegan I uh, reconnected with. And I just remember them talking about it. And the seeds were planted. But I was numb for a while. Like, I couldn't even, I didn't think everyone was going to go vegan. And I just remember, like, it was like November, about about two years ago. I just kind of got like really to the point to where I went cold turkey vegan. Like I went cold turkey vegan, and I only once after tried to eat meat, and that was like a week after just to see <laughs> what I would and couldn't get past the first tender. And ever since then, I've never once ever tried to even or even tried to see what what it would be like. The curiosity is not there because the connection I made was that look when I do choose to eat or when I do choose to intake something it's because of it provides a benefit of balance it provides of importance to the remembrance of who I am mm-hmm. and at that point when I made that connection I knew that intaking death slaughter sacrifices were not that consuming animals does not serve myself the animals of this world any positivity mm-hmm. but it does serve my greed and that's not worth living you know like Right. thing is that we have consequences in life that regardless of what we think they're going to happen the number one reason for erectile dysfunction is the consumption of animal products number one reason for de- you know you see uh breast cancer concerns with women is because of dairy animal products which are foreign to us humans because we're frugivores or herbivores is what's killing us because we're not living in alignment with nature and what is mm-hmm. we're trying to justify ourselves and through major markets we have justified and allowed the justification of animal products be a normal presentation in our meals of breakfast lunch dinner and even seen as delicacies when they are actually the bottom of the bottom in the most devious and evil foods that we can actually consume right yeah no it's uh there's i think we just have so many options as well like nowadays with the choices of different things that people want to put in their body 
and I think it causes a bit of confusion. Like we clearly know what is healthy. Like like was this junk? Like the candy aisle and the chip aisle. <laughs> like obviously nobody's gonna say that there could be some health in that. You know, <laughs> like <laughs> it's not more health than negative effects, I guess. But uh, there's just so many things out there, and as well as information. So all of that compiled makes people kind of go crazy make you know make uh, shittier decisions on like what they would choose to eat and stuff like that and you got like the marketing and the ads and all these things you know which is also no, leading totally. towards an unhealthy lifestyle so there's so many pressures everywhere and just yeah again with the whole not having like somewhat settled things on like what is healthy and like you know, like the whole, so many people think vegan, ve uh, eating vegan is unhealthy and will kill you. And it's like, it's like, whoa, like, really? Like, where are you getting your info? But like, I don't know. <laughs> no, you're right. And that's the thing in the perspective. Like, where are you getting your info from? And who yeah. is it that's teaching you? What is their intention? What do they gain by you knowing this or not knowing this? And that's what you have to ask. Many of our medical practitioners, you have to ask many people that are on the news channels, how they perceive in it. Yeah. Even, like the, even like the pers perspective of, of the way they display data or to use data to benefit things or skew things. That's an idea I think is if man does not understand or woman does not understand themselves or their nature, he sees or she seeks external confirmation they, they seek external and what happens in the sense of time when we go and google these things most of the things that are shown to us are things that are leading us to do things that are glutinous lustful you know very uh instant gratification based maybe even devious or even to the point to where it's just something that's that we naturally as humans would not be experiencing but we have allowed the access to so much that mm -hmm. we are experiencing right yeah no for sure um so what about your diet prior to going vegan and compared to now like so what's what is it what did it look like before <laughs> and uh tell us how it looks like now <laughs> well before i was vegan i was actually working at gnc and when I was working at GNC, I was actually selling pharmaceutical supplements. And I myself was intaking creatine, branched chain amino acids. You know, I, I was, I mean, in the sense I was deep in, in this shit. Like I was living like everybody else. You know, I was high protein yeah. lifestyle. Where I was highly inflamed. I was very swollen. I actually weighed at that time 165. Now I weigh like 135, 130. And at that point, I was so inflamed. And I thought it was healthy because of my perspective. We think inflamed or swollen people are healthy. We yeah. don't realize that this is what's been sold to us because if you normalize sickness, aka body positivity, you normalize people being 600 pounds obese. It's, it's, if you normalize the acceptance of everything without having to stand with truth, you don't stand for anything ultimately because you're just allowing everyone to destroy and, and live and mm -hmm. just be themselves, which, yes, I get everyone should have a choice, but we should all still be aware and, and always hold ourselves accountable too letting everyone know what the consequences of all these things are because people lose family members, they lose children in innocency, people get diseases that they can recover from and they feel hopeless and they get offered chemotherapy, they get offered radiation, they get offered things that will just suppress their DNA, will suppress their cells. Radiation has never been shown to give life to cells. Radiation is the antithesis of life. <laughs> <laughs> it is the antithesis of an organic being and Everything shows us that, and even shows things that are anti. If you look at organite, if you look at rocks or crystals, it's even showing those heightened, clear, you know, the frequencies around a plant, or they emit EMF or radiation protection from the waves. So it actually neutralizes it, and that's why they help actually grow plants. And that just shows us the damage of radiation, because sometimes we don't get to see the damage of radiation because we can't physically see it. But that just takes, I mean, to the point of like, when I came in, I wasn't eating anything that was conscious. Like I thought I was held conscious by the sense of how I moved, but I, I had to take it to another level. I'd be held conscious of the way I moved, where I lived, where I talked to myself, what musics and sounds I listened to, the words, the 
praise I gave, even the understanding of what I was saying and the reflection that it was giving to me, when I realized that everything started to change slowly. And at first, it wasn't like a raw, I didn't try to be extreme in it. I just first just went vegan. And then I was eating, I was mixing a lot of like fruits and nuts and seeds, a lot of fats and carbs, which, which you don't typically, you don't really mix fruits <laughs> and nuts. But you yeah. do want to use nuts and veggies if you're going to have food combinations proper. But I was just trying to eat healthy. So anything healthy, I was, I was eating. I was like, fruits, nuts, seeds, okay, alkaline, let's get it. And so <laughs> I was eating good. I started structuring myself in a sense. But I would still have these moments where I felt I needed a three-day fast. And that's when I started to have the realization, like, when, when you're doing these the three-day water fast, is great. But how much am I removing during those times? And how much of it is sustainable to the times when I'm coming back into a normal state of being and the thing is that they do provide a benefit but the thing is that if you're not using herb relaxes you're not getting your bowels movement if you're not your kidneys aren't filtering if a person is not having proper filtering to the skin it doesn't look good for someone to fast because they have to still be able to maintain that in their lifestyle when they come back can they fast on the things that obstruct their body mm-hmm. are they willing to give up what makes them sick are they willing to sustain these change? And what are they, if they're willing to do something right now, they need to focus on that, not to intake this whole full thing. And for me, that's what the journey was. Veganism was the minimum for me at that point, but I had to build myself up to, now it's a sustainable 70, 80% raw lifestyle that for me, it doesn't feel restrictive. And I, do, I don't have a calorie restriction genuinely, because to me, I, I just eat how my body tells me what it needs. And I have to understand if I don't eat enough fruits during the day, that at night, that's whenever the problems come because people don't eat enough or they restrict themselves of whole foods. Whole foods are nutritionally dense, but they're not calorie dense. Right. They're not going to give you as much fullness always. But the thing is, if you if you eat a good salad, you have to first understand that I eat enough of the salad. And then at the point of view, what else did you eat before that day to get you to that point? How much energy did you expand? Because all those things affect how much we need to eat. So for me to tell someone how much they need to eat exactly would be ironic. But for me to have understanding that we don't eat at certain times at night or at the point of you don't want to break a fast on something that isn't proper, like something that doesn't have high fiber, something that's not have herbs. Because mm-hmm. if we if we break a fast and we stuff ourselves up with inflammatory foods, we just wasted the fast. Yeah. We, we have like we were just fasting. Our body was basically waiting to get to the most opportunity just to basically indulge itself because of how much we were staying. And that's why I say pushing everything away at once is, could be very dangerous because you have to take the walk, take the steps. Like it's brick by brick. And at that point, you have to be there for yourself today. Because like you can say veganism, but you have to realize where veganism comes, it's a mentality. It's an understanding. Mm-hmm. It's an emotion. It, it is a moralistic point of view. And not even to make that extreme. And even being healthy comes with a certain mentality it comes with a certain self-respect because you will have to have boundaries with what you do what you say what you eat the people you talk to and sometimes it might just be you and you might just have to walk it out and be so to you develop and create an opportunity for the people that need to hear that to be around you mm-hmm. totally yeah it's uh we get affected by so many little things that we're not even paying attention to and sometimes those things can be so important but we just skip right over them (laughs) yeah it happens we live we live fast yeah and i think a lot of people live fast and i think the more we we realize like we even talk about everybody in the community talking about like presence or you know the way can it happen in 2020 people starting to realize stuff and, and I do see that, but I feel like at the same time, it's not a momentous thing. It's like people have been building for it. They've been intentionalizing these things. And if they are intentionalizing these things, it's happening. Yeah. Because nothing just happens by chance. You know, we as people, it takes time. It takes intention. It takes you know, people, emotions. It takes grinding years. Like think about how people, some people work 40 years just to get their own land. Some people get their own land inherited. Yeah. What's to say of, of that? Are we supposed to complain? It's like we have a different journey, but at the same time, we as people have to still choose and be aware of the things that affect us all and the things that prevent us from having sustainable existence, whether we agree with each other or not. Mm-hmm. Yeah, totally. So um, 
How do you feel veganism has helped you evolve in uh, other aspects of your life, maybe physically or mentally? It's been great, honestly. I think, I think veganism was introduced to me because I was at a point in my life where, you know, I was ready to actually be brave enough, like to love myself and in a way that wasn't based on like how I wanted other people to perceive me, but based on the way that I wanted to. For instance, in fitness, a lot of times people work out and get, they, they get big. They might not say it because, but it's, it's actually them doing something for the sake of other people. Yeah. And it's like, that's not genuine love, like of self. You know, you appreciate yourself naturally how you come, how God has created you and the capability and fluctuation naturally what you can do. If I can't, it's like I can't compare, or when I compare, I see what I'm lacking, but I'm not lacking nothing. Neither are you, neither is none of us. If we were lacking, we wouldn't have been creating this manner. Yeah. So that's the mentality, really. I feel like that's the mentality that's helped me kind of bring forth into my reality and my clarity and my, my brain. First of all, has my the ideas that have flowed and the creations of even creating the waving movement and even being able to facilitate things, make connections at the rate that I've made them. And it's really like just been reflecting a lot on a lot of these things that I might've seen, but at those points in my life, I just did not have the conviction to act on them or I did not have the connections to make them to what it had for me to learn. And I feel like veganism, it inspired me a lot. It definitely gave my body, my temple clarity so that I could become manifest, manifest what I actually want. And I feel like I'm against the world, yeah. you know, in a sense, but like, feel like, like, yo, I'm doing, I'm, if it's not intentional to me, I'm not doing it. If it yeah. does not have an intention, it's like if I'm coming to meet a person, like say it's like even if it's family, if we're coming to have a conversation and to be there, but I can't have conversations there. Of course, I can't even speak to you. We can't express our points of views. We can't be together. What is the point of me being there besides people pleasing? What's the point of me like trying to have an energy exchange but not having a conversation? Or I feel like in life when everything should have intention and veganism showed me that with functional patterns because functional patterns taught me how how to move intentionally veganism taught me how to eat intentionally being intentional and what i do and the impact that it has in the world the impact i have on beings other people and myself first and foremost even the impact i could have to teach my family of this to help people literally be disease free and i think that we we don't value that because we think that it's hopeless we think it's hopeless and we and because of our hopelessness, what we have done is distracted ourselves and we have destroyed ourselves. We've destroyed the very thing, the hope that gave us opportunity to live in our fullest, the opportunity to have our livelihood, the opportunity to have positivity, the opportunity not to actually carry hatred, envy, or jealousy upon our own temple for other people and not to compare, but just to hold the space. Because at the end of the day, like I said, I can't tell you that right now is the right time for everybody to become vegan. But I can say that veganism is what solve a lot of our problems because mm -hmm. it's like I said, it's not about us making a decision. Or it's like because something is good, it's about what you have the mentality, you have the understanding, and when you have the habits and actions that follow that to be able to incorporate that change. And for some people, I think once they make that connection, they're going to see it for what it is, and there's no going back. Because mm -hmm. if you go back, you had a plan based idea, maybe you didn't morally understand that, you didn't energetically understand that that's it right yeah no i agree like it's there's just something behind it that makes it uh i guess makes it so solid and like like brings up that i'm not going back kind of <laughs> idea or belief or whatever you want to call it in your head and that that is so strong because of of how powerful the whole like how powerful veganism can be to you right it's a revolution bro i think veganism is a revolution it's a revolution and it's it's a direct rebellion to the society we live in it's a direct rebellion to the corporations that are installed it's a direct rebellion to the disease they're trying to create into us and put into us it's a direct rebellion to the mental slavery literally and to the destruction of the minority communities that, that they have used this tool for they, they're not targeting <laughs> let's just say this it's obvious that that this the only way for people to have an easy life they feel these people is if other people suffer 
And so creating the disparity with that has made it tougher for people. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, going back to my point, because I think that it showed me that, you know, sometimes like people, have, we can have this idea like fake it till you make it. But like, no, you you can be real with yourself. Mm-hmm. You can be real. You can live in truth. And you can manifest the life that you want. It's not some spell, but like in that when word word and action aligned becomes covenant and no one is perfect, but if we live in their honors and every day in the gratitude for that ability that we get to to create those steps, I think that makes changes. And veganism makes changes and there's the evolution of these changes. It's not only making me evolve, but it's it's forcing this world to evolve and to make a decision. Do you destroy yourself or do you level up? And if you're gonna destroy yourselves, you're basically saying fuck you and fuck us. Mm-hmm. So at that point, it's it's just the energy I think that people are having to choose. You can't stand on the border. Which side are you gonna be on? And right. that's what this world's ultimately showing is you can never stand on the border of of truth and can stand on the border of justice. You can't stand on the border of injustice or genocide, whether it's animal rights, whether it's human rights. Because there's many genocides happening right now in many African countries. There's many genocides happening in the Middle East. So when we think about it, there's kids in cages right now in America because of ICE. And we don't say nothing. We have kids in cages. And I mean, we sit here, we, we don't give a fuck because people have what they need. And so at that point, right. they'll look away. In the city, you know, they say in the city, you choose what you want to see. And at that point, that's the problem. When we look away and when we look back, we see the effect of what we choose to ignore. Same thing when people look, as people work their lives and work their ass off and much respect to them, they get to 50 years old and they're dying of cancer. They're dying because they didn't get to enjoy because they were so stressed out by a system that does not care about them. That that's why the system wanted them to do anyways when they could enjoy them and could enjoy their fruits of the harvest. But the thing is that we're getting slaved, we're getting destroyed by the time we even get to that point. And it's right. taken us a long time because we have to choose a long route. Sometimes some of these ways of making income through whether it's through index funds and building your own assets and these things, not always instant, but there are ways people blow up overnight. So you have to take it however way, prepare for the long run, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah man. It's, uh, it, it, it's crazy. Um, I mean, like, it just made me think of how um, some people will like try to mention how our past generations, like our, our grandfathers and grandmothers, are all like, "Oh well, you know, they lived healthy and they did this and they did that," but like in the end, like really, how how much has it changed from their main like. Uh, lifestyle um, to ours and and then also the end of their life their last 10 20 years or whatever you know in the last 20 30 years like fast food and all these other things came into play and I think a lot of those things have impacted them as well it's just because they had a much healthier more active more nature like lifestyle um before and then when they get to their last little last decade or two with all that's going on in the last few decades then all of a sudden their health deteriorates so much faster when they're ingesting all this poison and all this crap that we're you know now feeding them and then you go to homes and it's just like full of dairy and all these things butter and cheese and i'm like you're trying to take care of these older people that are you know on their last stretch here but you're feeding them a bunch of crap and you know they're all taking a shit ton of medication and stuff like that and that just like is one thing that annoys me like like it could clearly be better than that you know it could but i think that there's many there's many things to address on that like first thing is when you see some of the healthcare people would say that most of these people wouldn't even choose a route of holistic regeneration because they wouldn't want to take years or months to heal. They wouldn't want to go through the process of 
of obstructing or remaining or abstaining from things that are obstructing their body. Mm -hmm. it, some people, and so they're like, oh, that's we have these options. My problem is, okay, you could have these options for the sake that because y'all feel I need this one. Obviously, we don't need isolated drugs. We don't need isolated vitamins. We don't, nothing in nature comes isolated. Those are drugs. Nature comes with, with a balanced formula to digest it, seemingly utilize and remove. And so, and I think, and the thing is, just knowing again that first point is like that's their one of their excuses or maybe reasons that that is this is so prevalent. Mm -hmm. My thing is like the understanding and the pushing of the germ theory. But because of the germ theory, they feel like because of a specific germ, they need to create something now to kill the specific germs. And it's it's irony because that's totally opposite of what the immune system does. The immune yeah. system has an adapt. And, and the innate component to it, meaning that the innate component, as soon as something is put in my mouth, my body, or on my skin, it's already finding out what it is, and it's already trying to figure out an antibody for it, or if it already has. Like, that's how amazing it is. And then the adaptive one is, if it doesn't know what it is, the adaptable component is that immune system will adapt to it, right. how long, however long it needs. But the fact is that it can, and to train our body to do it naturally is the way it's always been done. But with our current logic, using the germ theory to to make it seem real, now I'm telling you to put this pathogen or this antibody directly into our bloodstream, and that this does not make sense. It's like it's just like our body needs the ingredients to make these things. We yeah. cannot give it the full meal because then those cells are not working. Those yeah. cells will not function correctly. Those cells will become weakened, aka now easily to hijack for viruses. That's what viruses feed on: weakened or decomposing protein cells. Yeah. So. When we see it, it's like these high protein diets is, is also they've created the problems and they've marketed the solutions and they've created the marketing for the medicines. The high protein diets is what's getting a lot of us because proteins is what a lot of these things viruses feed off of. Right. Because proteins, our body doesn't use proteins, our body uses amino acids. And if it doesn't know how to break it down in amino acids, then it's just a very complicated thing for the liver and the body to process because it doesn't know. And so that's what shows us the difference in nature we come amino acid form in these fake foods is protein form and it's just like that's a more complicated form right same thing with some of these like, refined refined carbs they're complicated form of sugars meaning our body has to use energy to break them down which in turn is longer than the fruit having fructose or glucose it's already ready available boom it already has everything to deliver through the body the fiber minerals it's just like that's how really how easy it is but at the same time we've complicated it with a lot of things a lot of research a lot of bit, bit a lot of reliance on science and not reliance on awareness yeah. or or intuition so people even know that the doctor's lines you know people know that the some of this shit is not right but like the intuition like they're not connected to, to something or information they're not seeking that out to the point to where like they have a foundation to where if someone did come if the wind came and blew them off they would still be on course and the thing is too many perspectives and without you know i think people without using books without looking at arnold air dr sebi robert morris without having books most of the internet could get you lost because just too many perspectives and when you look at these books and you, you take the time to read the arnold air book you start understanding that this is not something new health is not something new Eating yeah. this way is not because this diet is not something new. Yeah. It's, it's, it's been around. We're we're trying to kill too many things. We're killing all the things to eat. We're killing all the viruses and germs and everything we can. We're trying to find every yeah. single way we can to kill anything that could be a possible threat. And I think that has a worst impact. <laughs> Like you were talking about the germs, like we need, we need these things and that's how we get better, stronger and evolve. But, you know, and then us killing things is killing other things. It's causing more bacteria exactly. and more viruses that we don't need that weren't around. And if we would avoid doing all that extra killing, then we wouldn't have these extra things coming around causing us you know, a threat and whatever else. So. Exactly, bro. It's like it's... the idea of like, okay, like some people say herbs are too aggressive, but like herbs, they don't come isolated. So like you intaking the herb and, and having that move or kill bacteria 
or kill viruses or to like remove or to restore balance in the gut is much more integrated than someone now putting an antibiotic, basically a bomb that's destroying good and bad. It doesn't have a way to decipher. Organic compounds have a way to decipher because organic removes inorganic. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's nature. That's chemistry. And if we understand that basis, it, it's very simple. People, your body requires organic minerals and if you can intake as many organic minerals as you can and vitamins which will be in the things that are high in minerals will become healthy if we intake inorganic stuff or processed or chemically altered we will have our dna changed there's an obsession with human dna to be infused with animal dna for a reason yeah yeah for a reason because it changes who our consciousness it, i mean the animals in this life, our representation, but like even in, in many African spiritual studies and in many spiritual studies, you always have to tame the lowest chakra, the beast within. Mm -hmm. Symbolically, that is a survival state, living an animal. We're, and so in that survival mode, you could say humans are close to animals, but like we say, we're not really animals. We don't sniff each other's ass when we walk up. We don't eat mm -hmm. things like we don't bite the neck of the animal and just start eating it raw and fresh right there. <laughs> but it's yeah. not. We are conscious, emotionally sensible, emotionally intelligent, and potentially able to make our own decision and potentially able to be wicked too and be destructive and totalitarian and usurping. Like, yeah. We live in a crazy world. <laughs> so, uh, how were your friends and family affected by your, your change in lifestyle? Was there some well, support, some, uh, some anger, <laughs> <laughs> some interest? Let's uh, suggest for first weekend vegan, my friends, uh, they didn't say well with them. I, I genuinely, I just started separating myself from them because I just started seeing like their perspectives on it and the close, sometimes like you don't wait for people to change. Like you, you have to, live life for you and how you don't want to do something or something's not providing you value don't do it like it's it's like that like sometimes uh i feel like that pressure i have faith, felt that pressure in my life like to not do things or do things but when i made the choice with me like I, I felt that divide with people with friends in my life and the ones that didn't honor it genuinely i i saw how fast to create a space but honestly it just showed me that like a lot of times people that are conscious will be vegan and many people that I mean the people that say they're conscious and they're not vegan is very hard because I don't know how you, uh, if you understand that you are what you eat or what you consume and not consume in the physical sense but consume in the physical mental spiritual sense mm -hmm. you could claim that but you'd be so desensitized to seeing that and I started seeing my friends and how they were living and which was added up and I kind of started seeing the split I, I felt kind of lonely for a while but I didn't have many I only have like, I was like, what, like six vegan friends, bro. So it wasn't like, and the thing is they were like, they weren't my high school friends. They weren't like people I grew up. So it was like, right. kind of, some people in my life, like I saw just this is themselves, but I think everything went well in that sense. And my family was tough because just really cared a lot about them. So I wanted them to understand the message and mm -hmm. I wanted them to pick it up ASAP because I wanted them to see the benefits, yeah. but there's a lot of resistance and some family members, they still will, they still say that they'll never be vegan. And to mm -hmm. me, I just laugh because it's like their ignorance, they will have to face the consequences of it and just yeah. seeing like something that's unavoidable yeah. and the only justification being taste, but the taste is the plants and the seasonings. And you could have that texture in this taste. You're the crazy one just, though, eh? <laughs> Yeah, I'm yeah, exactly the same way the crazy ones. I'm like, bro, you're eating pig, you're eating ass. You want to eat ass. You're eating a chicken period for breakfast. Like, how it's, lovely. It's, just, it's not judgmental, but it's just like, in a sense, it's, yeah, it's, yeah. it's like putting into perspective because we don't, no one talks about it. Even when we're, when we're kids, they give us some milk to drink and lunch, they give us an ice cream bar, yeah. cheese pizza. They give her all this, all this shit, dairy, all this. Yeah. Just, you know, we don't know just, about it. We don't know any better. We're just following it, exactly. right? And what's fruit and veggies? All little side dish. Yeah. It's like, yeah. no, like we could have had a lot of great. Yeah, I could have cooked this, chef this up some good stuff. Like, yeah. y'all lazy. And they, to, they fed us the slave food. 
and it's like crazy because if you think that how is it uh how is the school system that once if they wanted people to succeed how are they going to feed people that shit and expect people yeah. to be functioning in class focused in class having the energy and attentiveness to learn but you see that this causes more diagnoses for kids right. causes them to have more mental illnesses more sugar cravings and ultimately they're bouncing off the walls in their home and their mom and dad's getting mad at them wondering why but wondering all the stuff that they feed and things that we've been given the sodas yeah everything like it's well, a, it just it triggers certain people that are maybe in a position that they're more susceptible to like you know having certain illnesses or whatever it may be that exactly. would come up you know so and defaultly yeah and the problem is they could choose those things but the thing is that the system did not educate them what was healthy for them really yeah it was it was it was not transparent and it was it was the way i look at the system the whole pyramid thing like seven categories like it was too loose yeah and it was misinforming because half of that stuff was mucus forming half mm. of that stuff would kill people and half of that stuff was shortening their lifespan by years and mm. the thing is that it's like people can live how they want to but in in the innocency of educating our our future and the innocency and the responsibility that we have in educating people or giving them an educated choice we should be giving these options to people. But the fact that we're not, that is what I have a problem with. But at the same time, I have a problem with people choosing to destroy themselves in the world, but I can't choose that for them. So like, there's no need for me to frustrate that. It's just the fact that from the point of view of people that are supposed to educate us, uplift us, and inspire us, they're choosing to not even give us both sides of the perspective to make an educated choice. They're just giving us the point of view of the colonizer, the oppressor, mm-hmm. and their perspective on history. Right, right. And I say history with no no regards to heritage, mm-hmm. which is yeah. the hurt, you know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, uh, so what about advice? Like, if somebody's interested in a vegan lifestyle, uh, what would you what would you tell them? Well, step number one: download your free free wavy transformation ebook on the wavymovement dot com and. Uh, I would definitely say get the ebook as a free resource. Look up internet on Pinterest, on YouTube, get some alkaline vegan recipes. There are so many good recipes, like almost anything you could think of. And then start educating yourself what like the healthier options for the flowers, the oils are to make that step and try to find a way to get yourself more and more raw. So I would always tell people, if you're not intaking what's a lot of fruits into your lifestyle, start with 30, 40% and build your way up to 80% to 100% fruits. If that's how much healing you truly desire, because mm-hmm. a lot of other fruits, they will bring some degree of obstruction. We, I mean, we always have mucus. Mucus protects certain membranes in our body, like the stomach. So it's, it's obviously going to be there, but how much or how we're feeling the symptoms we genuinely, as we become sensible to disease and tools like iridology, studying eye tissue, being able to see, like what organs are actually in effect and to what degree is cholesterol rings and these things like Robert Morris is a great start for anybody. Robert Morris, he would teach you iridology. He would teach you a lot of great things on what foods to eat. He, his book, he has a self guy healing book for $30. Nice. Half price books, $10, $10. Arnold Aries healing system is $2 and 49 cents. Arnold Aries mucus lifestyle is to this day, one of the greatest books. And so, affordable right and the thing is like it's just that people are seeking that perspective or see, and once they will see like as you say when you seek you shall find at that point what you're looking for will find itself and that when i was looking for it those are the people i, I really studied arnold Eric, robert morris dr sebi dr sebi a lot of his stuff is more digital mm-hmm. but at the same time you know he has a lot of great content and perspective on real natural food and man-made foods in, in terms of sea vegetables in terms of fruits veggies in terms of all of existence right. yeah <laughs> totally. yeah so so basically what you're saying is go to wavymovement.com and get the ebook exactly. yes you just had to make sure <laughs> that get some they got that. Start, get some herbs yeah start, start there you go check out thing. add something to your life healthy remove something unhealthy yeah check out check out the products <laughs> for real and the sea, sea moss is 
I don't care if y'all get it from me or from anybody else, but just get some CMOS into your life. CMOS is, you could use it anytime as much almost because it has all the essential minerals that your body needs basically. High in iron, high in calcium, magnesium, you know, high in zinc. And so that's what makes it really unique. And it's it's actually a natural preservative. So it stays fresh in your fridge like four or five weeks. And it's like a natural multivitamin, which we make it for people and also add hibiscus to it. And I tell people that CMOS, elderberry syrup or herbs or even a juice, you can add a juice and make it powerful or smoothie, you know, like there's just tools, the tools, how you want to use them. Mm-hmm. And genuinely CMOS herbs are great to add to a lifestyle. And that's a great way to make a quick change. Even if you don't remove anything, you will see changes happen, but it'll be redundant for you not to make a lifestyle change using a product thinking it's going to make instantaneous fix without you changing. Yeah. Yeah. Many people don't like that. Yeah. (laughs) It seems like that's what people aim for. And that's what seems what people are putting out there. (laughs) Well, yeah, people want, because they want to market it like, Oh, this is the cure all. You get this, you're healed. Yeah. I get that for that sense, but it's dangerous to say because that, it creates false expectation with people right. and it creates unhealthy habits with people too. And that's the thing is like being transparent with social media is because a lot of people have influence and they create extremes and the extremes, they're there. Like certain people can experience them, but at the same time, you have to teach people the step to be able to get like something. You don't just put people hundred percent raw. You don't just tell people, not everyone's going to benefit from hundred percent just juicing, you know? Yeah. Like for instance, Think about juicing like every time a body has glucose or sugars, it always has fiber to slow down the release of it into the bloodstream. Mm-hmm. Or without it, we're just taking pure glucose. You know what I'm saying? So like just th- this good and bad. Like I've been starting to incorporate some juices into smoothie, which some people wouldn't, wouldn't agree with. But that's how I'm thinking about like health. Like I want to be able to give my body what it needs and promote the movement of my bowels. Because if I'm not moving my bowels, if my kidneys aren't filtering, and the kidneys are only going to be filtering when you're eating a high fruit lifestyle that's that's facts because it's very hard for you to have enough fluids and enough salts for you to actually be able to because salts dissolve mucus and things and then be able to filter mm-hmm. the four lymphatic systems are respiratory you know you have your, your skin where you uh wow i can't think of the name and then you, you have defecation with the colon you have urination with the kidneys i couldn't pers per, perspirate with the skin right. those are the four ways of removing if you understand those things and you eat a lifestyle that promotes that and fiber fiber is great for the colon obviously that hydration is great for the kidneys and the skin you know the skin a lot of times is just like a lot of shit that our body doesn't know what like what the fuck it is it goes out of the skin <laughs> then, so at the point the less weird stuff we eat and more balance you know i think using those channels of elimination allowing them to be properly adhered for Hence why the corona doesn't make sense. Respiratory cannot be clogged up. That's one of the four ways of eliminating. Can't clog that up and think people can get healthier. Right, no right. Well, we should all be set to go now. We should all be, you know, in the line with the, <laughs> with the vegan movement. The, lo- right. the love movement. Apparently people don't like the word vegan, so let's just change it to love movements. Love, movement. <laughs> <For real. laughs> love and a bunch of other things. <laughs> right. Sometimes it's interesting. Like people say, it's interesting. Like people call other vegans militant, but you have to realize that only 1% of vegans are even activism to be able to even speak out about it. And ultimately, <laughs> only 1% of the world is even vegan. So how do you make a change? It's just, and it's, and it's like a push because it's it's really the rate at which we destroy this world is a different rate in which we repair, replenish, yeah. and get. And so there's going to be it's going to offset itself at a point. Right. And that's and that's the thing that I think many people who are, if not all vegans, understand that many people that are becoming or looking into it, yeah, should understand. And in the external world is only a reflection of the internal world. And that's my thing with like, if if you're intaking some that's not for your body it's going to create anxiety and disruption yeah. and that's one thing i realized the more alignment was the less anxiety the more presence i could feel the more present i am the more intentional my life is by what i do and, and the people around me and the more self-respect i have and setting my boundaries like it's just about being 
ultimately one thing I realized is like, it's not about being passive. It's, it's about taking action and taking action and being affirmed. Like no matter where you're around, like affirm your beliefs. And if there's people that don't like you, that's good. You just got another way. It's like, yeah. you don't feel like, if you're liked by everybody, either you're allowing them, not allowing them, I say, like the idea is you're never going to be liked by anybody when you take a stand for something. Yeah. You don't take a stand for something, then yeah, you include everybody. But it's not about that. It's about living in truth, about standing for that. It's not about hating other people and not allowing their voices to be heard. But it's just genuinely living in the truth. And those that understand and respect and those that don't, they will feel some type of way because their own ignorance is just being reflected to them because that's their point of view of what I'm seeing and what I'm doing, what I'm living. I could right. never change that. Right, yeah. You know, it's a, it's a good way to look at it. <laughs> <laughs> It's gonna be good. It's gonna be all right. Oh, yeah. yeah, we're good. We're good. So, you were saying something earlier, um, and I wanted to ask you: Do you do you think you see a plant based world in the future, or how? Do I you... see plant based communities, and I, I see plant based cities. But plant based world, I'm not sure. Until we we make carnism be seen, or until we even make killing any being seen as, as how savage like it really is right i think it'll be hard but to me it's hard to remove one side of polarity because like i even shared to you the ancient comedic studies like they said the beginning of nature was the creation of duality it's like is that that duality exists here maybe mm -hmm. it's we within ourselves we would want other people to to make those choices because it would provide peace balance you know health wealth the thriving of our ecosystem and it seems almost logical, like almost illogical to to not do that. But at the point, I I don't know if it'll, I don't think it'll ever be ultimately all plant-based because I think people are always looking to rebel, whether it's a good or bad way. And people mm -hmm. are always looking to self-justify whether it's good or bad. And, and just may we all live in condition knowing like we all have to face and reap what we sow. But at the same time, we can realize and reevaluate way before that. Right. Heck yeah, man. That was awesome. You know, so much fun talking to you. you. Uh, we could probably keep going for hours, but I mean, <laughs> we got to end it somewhere, you know, just for you guys, uh, just for you guys at home. I mean, we, we had a good, what, hour and 15 minute chat before we even started. So just to give you an idea of, <laughs> of the, the good, fun chats we can have you know so um but facts before it was that i just said facts yeah so before we go where could uh, people find you on on social media and whatnot so if y'all want to check us out i would definitely say ch check out check us out on instagram the wavy movement underscore and the wavy movement.com we also have an email you can contact us through on there support the wavemovement.com but genuinely almost available anytime on instagram you know ready to ask to answer people's questions as best as you know as we can and with the time frames that we have but just reach out to us by any way we're looking to to help people we have some free resources and even if you don't support us genuinely for the point of view of just pointing you to the direction of how to educate yourself to be self-sustainable and to be able to take care of yourself because you know too many grown-ups out here still like take care of themselves like kids yeah and i myself had to learn that and still am learning that <laughs> <laughs> no more tv dinners guys no <laughs> no, more no for real like the dinners with i'm telling you like i i jenny has gone on to me about that too it's like getting away from eating with the with the phone you know it's like or just like always like the pull of the phone, you know, it's like always oh, yeah. check like even because we have things to do on the phone, like sometimes right. it's like a natural habit and it's like even when we don't have things to do, it's like the pull of the phone. It's like not really need we could be here and enjoy it without doing something. And that's the danger of social media. I feel like it's created this rapid haste, like uh, like haste to do something to be productive. And I feel that with me sometimes I'm just like, yo, I don't have to always be doing something. Right. Oh, for sure. I totally feel it. That's why a few weeks ago I put my phone away. I put it on airplane mode and I just left it in the friggin' drawer. Didn't touch it for a week. 
So it felt good. It felt good. Charge. It, it, yeah, like, I don't know. Like, when I, I, I'm able to set my mind to certain things sometimes, which makes it easier in the end. But I can totally understand, like, it's, you know, there's times where I'm just like, go to grab it, but it's not there. And, like, <laughs> yeah, it just makes you realize how attached you are to it and how often you just check the damn thing for fucking no reason. <laughs> Exactly. Yeah. But, healthy balance is good. Yeah. Right on. Well, I will let you go here. We will end this. And it was great chatting with you. And we will hopefully do this again sometime. Maybe maybe touch on it some different good. subjects and get some different info out there for everybody. No, I think it'll be great. I appreciate you for having me. And uh, always know, keep it wavy. Have a good one. <laughs> All right. Peace. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening to the podcast. I truly appreciate it. If you guys could leave me a review, let me know what you guys think. If you guys have any suggestions, ideas, anything at all, because that would help the podcast grow. And again, if you guys haven't done so already, please subscribe and stay tuned for more episodes each week. I hope you guys have a wonderful day. Peace and love to you all.